0: Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm about to have a conversation. I, Master Plo, have you heard of this conversation? Yes, Kotoya, Obi Wan. You're listening to Star Wars Conversations here,
1: indeed. conversations I'm Charles and I'm Pat and this is episode 29 once
2: considered to be one of the greatest Jedi masters of the high council the gifted apprentice of Qui-Gon Jinn took on his own Padawan challenge the chosen one this Jedi general strategized and fought his way through the Clone Wars and evaded the betrayal of his trusted soldiers at the execution of the Galactic Empire's order 66 just to become an absentee babysitter.
1: <laughs> oh, oh Tatooine. Yeah, and well, yeah. Luke was—that's the one. <laughs> Not to be mixed up with the Mandalorian, who is a present babysitter. Yes. Right. Right. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. He could learn a few things. From yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to keep Luke in a little floating carriage, of course. That's, yeah. Yeah. He needs. <laughs> he needs a. He needs a. A Luke-sized bassinet. Right. So, (laughs) yeah, a little (laughs) bit. So, we are talking Obi-Wan. Now, this is part two of Obi-Wan. The first part of Obi-Wan was uh, during our appearance on the Fantastic It's True All of It podcast. And we have them back with us, thankfully, to keep us on track. Uh, We have Mike and Dale co-hosting with us. To continue this fascinating discussion of Obi Wan. Guys, thanks for coming on with us. Thank you. It's an honor.
2: Yay. (laughs) I'm glad they haven't hung up yet.
1: That's good. It's a good sign, isn't it? We're hanging in there, guys. We're good. (laughs) Might I remind you it's also eleven thirty at night here on on, on the east coast of Florida. So we're we're uh, we're hanging in there. The west coast of Florida, but the east coast of the states. Oh my god, there you go. That's what I was going He's for.
2: Canadian, he doesn't get the whole east west true. coast Florida thing. I don't know. There's no anyway, sl- guys. We're glad to have you. We're on Skype because of the quarantine, we couldn't do this in person with you guys.
0: Well, yeah, that, that and the, the slight distance between us,
2: right? Right, right. That's quite the
0: commute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you even know where melbourne is in australia
2: yeah it's like uh on the main continent there
1: yeah okay so uh in our first part of the discussion on uh, your podcast we spoke about uh master and apprentice we touched a little bit upon the clone wars we talked about the phantom menace and how those all pieces uh played together and what we're going to talk about in part two here is we're going to start off with um, Attack of the Clones, maybe talk a little bit more of the Clone Wars, and um, delve into Revenge of the Sith. And then uh, we'll also then get into the Disney Plus series that uh, we're expecting uh, as soon as possible, because I know that we're all (laughs) anxiously waiting that one. Uh, But yeah, so we'll talk a bit about that. So we uh, in the first part, we really delved into the... The tra- not the transformation, but how Obi-Wan as a character moved from Master and Apprentice into The Phantom Menace and how his relationship with Qui-Gon changed and how he became the um, the Master and uh, Anakin, young Anakin, became the, uh, the Padawan. And of course, as we see them in Attack of the Clones, uh, Anakin is much older and Maybe not as cantankerous, but you can get that sense of uh, almost a mirrored relationship where uh, Obi-Wan with his righteousness and his sort of adherence to proper procedure is uh, grading a little bit with Anakin, who's more of a sort of fly by the seat of your pants. He'll sort of take uh, loose approaches to the rules to get mm. ultimately the good, or at least the the outcome that everyone's looking for. and. It's an interesting change to see Obi-Wan having to change gears and really taking on that role that he did his best, and I really feel that he did his best to learn from Qui-Gon uh, in uh, the, uh, the previous movie and in the books, of course, and really did take some of, that, some of those pieces of his character to heart and even with, uh, with you know, Obi-Wan's humor and how he used that to gain... Uh, movement on what he was looking for, the complexity of his character, but also then how he interacted with Anakin. Um, but for you guys, do you see more of a, uh, uh, a relationship that is similar to Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, or is it different and is it more of an understanding of how these two characters work together?
0: good question I think um that they're similar in ages ages because um you know Anakin was that fair bit older when he was Mm. brought on board which was controversial uh so they're more like brothers where Qui-Gon had felt like a different generation to Obi-Wan and I I see a very brother thing there although they often speak about being like father and son and but yeah
1: Mm.
0: yeah it that I suppose the relationship was sort of like, yeah, they had that brother. Anakin, you're a brother to me. That's and Or Anakin saying, you're the closest thing I've got to a father. So it's like a father-son, master-apprentice, brother sort of friendship. And it, it feels like they're sort of so close that they can be bickering and arguing so much because yet they still are sort of so different. But I always found it difficult to... Um, get a hold of their relationship before we got into the Clone Wars animated series because Obi-Wan and Anakin you know it was only two hours It was enough time to to develop their relationship and then the movie was focusing on developing Anakin's relationship with Padme and then the whole story so but then I kind of got a little bit disappointed in the Clone Wars we do get a more build-up of their relationship between each other but not so much because then Anakin's focused on um, uh, training his Padawan learner, Ahsoka. Mm. So yeah, it's quite. I found it quite hard to get a lot out of their relationship with what with the material we had. Well, before the Clone Wars, anyway. During Attack of the Clones, anyway. Well, one thing that sticks out to me, I, it really feels like Anakin could care less what Obi Wan's telling him. He kind of just rolls his eyes like a <laughs> petulant <tempt> teenager. <laughs> And just like whatever I'm, gonna yes.
1: do it. No. I'm sorry master
0: <laughs> like, any three, like, you're
2: are careful. you done scolding me yet I think uh, yeah <laughs> I I feel like Anakin is obi-wan's worst best friend <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like there there is that sort of um, you know uh, that that love of a father, love of a teacher, sort of like um, in in the the pride of the student. You know, he's he's learning and he's trying to mm. do what Obi-Wan says. Um, but he, you know, everybody talks about the um, the differences between Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness and how, how could he age that much in that short time. It was Anakin. I think Anakin <laughs> turned all his hair gray. I think he just he's like who oh, are I, I you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you make my life so hard. dry right, tattlewins. It's very <laughs> right. very true. Exactly. I mean he didn't have uh, he didn't have many bottles of Tuscan tan apparently uh, on him. Uh... Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, two Tatooine sons
0: aging him <laughs> <that's> <laughs> more right. than he needs to there
1: you go there you go that's right <laughs> oh the Tatooine sons. it sounds like a new um a new uh <laughs> new comedy yeah new, song there you go that could be a song it also could be oh. a a new uh a new uh comedy or drama at least set in uh on Tatooine. <laughs> um so yeah i agree i think those are fant- fantastic points the the age difference is is uh, a big difference between uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and then uh, Obi Wan and Anakin, and that certainly plays into their uh, ability to work with each other to a certain degree. But then also, like um, you guys were saying, is how uh, as a, you know, tanka- uh, cantankerous teen would be, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to do what I want. And then, as we even see within uh, the end of uh, the Clone, uh, the Attack of the Clones, where he's marrying Padme, which, of course, is the biggest part of the. Jedi Order. I think that, Mike, you brought up in part one of this, uh, of the crossover series in, in, uh, in your show, where the attachment um, is one of the hardest things. No, actually, it was Dale who brought up as the Buddhism. It was the, the, the lack of attachment or how the Jedi can't have that. And here we go as Anakin breaking away from the core belief system of the Jedi Order to marry uh, you know, Padme and just breaking all the rules and the and how egregious that was of course it was done in secret and you know we've seen some other episodes and some story arcs and especially with the new Clone Wars uh, series that we're seeing yeah. is that um, obi-wan was a little bit more knowledgeable than we all gave him credit for um, but he tolerated that and sort of cast maybe uh, a blind eye to it and as Mike was saying where his uh, some of the relationships that uh, Obi Wan had, or at least those uh, mm. some those tendrils of of uh, affection for uh, Satine, uh, maybe that's where some of that understanding came from. Yeah, like I think, as we know, Obi Wan plays everything
0: by the rules and the book um, with the Jedi Council, uh, but then he's he's dealt with Qui Gon, who was against the rules, and now he's dealing with Anakin Skywalker. But because of that secret, he keeps the secret because probably due to his honour and bond between Anakin, he knows it's not the Jedi way, but he says, say hi to Padmere for me. <laughs> and I was talking to her, you know, in the, well, spoiler, sorry, yeah. one of the Clone Wars episodes, but yeah. But, but that's something they do have in common is that they, even though Obi-Wan was, I think, was he three or five or something when he became a, a Jedi? Yeah, like three. had a one okay and that was considered old and um Anakin being I think 10 or something which is like ridiculous and that Mm. goes back to that um that Buddhist um influence there because the monks are sort of taken at about two years old and so they don't really they're not raised by their mothers and fathers they're raised in the temple so much like uh these characters is especially Anakin with all those years of attachment to his mother it is what is natural to him and mm. it's natural for him to follow through and have attachments with others
2: and then luke with his uh training when he was like 19 <laughs> <laughs> right wait a minute <laughs> he's a little I don't think, Little.
0: I think of luke as like a jedi jedi because and don't get me yeah, wrong here but yeah. he didn't go through the whole damn temple and the the you know the trials and the you know there was just him so it was kind of like you know the university had burnt down so you know i'll just give you this rinky dink yeah. you know you're, yeah you're, you've passed you're fine online yeah. course yeah it's like yeah. it's
2: it's you know it's the university burnt down and um <laughs> you know you got this guy that took a math course there one time and he's <laughs> like i'll teach you maybe. or maybe
1: in the janitor <laughs> it's called jedi light let's look into that <laughs> um do you so just before we we head into um the clone wars and some of the some of the story arcs in there, oh, yeah. do you think that um looking back at uh anakin's uh training uh at his age and the complexity and uh, as we know um how strong he was in the midichlorians and that as the story was presented, uh, and how Im- influential that Anakin was within the story, do you think that uh, Emperor Palpatine, uh, regardless of whether or not you think that that was sort of a forced birth or Palpatine had um, the somehow influenced that pregnancy to Shmi, do you think that the the convergence of, or at least the discovery, sorry, of Anakin at that age was on purpose to make it even harder for him to integrate himself. Therefore, like you were saying, Dale, of how that uh, those uh, attachments were stronger, and he made that attachment to Shmi was an extremely strong bond, that it was ultimately doomed to fail, but that was part of Palpatine's plan, that, you know, I'm going to make it even harder for him or to become a Jedi but like bring him out in the open so I can go and get him and but also then make it almost impossible for him to be able to look by or look beyond those uh strong attachments to Shmi and it was going to be a failure.
0: I definitely think that um when we look at um good old unky, Uncle Uncle um and his relationship with Anakin it definitely feels like and again he's he's the chosen one. So if the Jedi knew about the chosen one the Sith knew and it does feel like everything that ever happens in these films is, you know, she's had a hand in it. Yeah, absolutely. But interesting contrast between uh, Obi-Wan's relationship with Anakin and then
1: um, Palpatine's relationship with Anakin. Yeah, and how you play them off each other. Absolutely, because they're, yeah. you know, that obviously was a huge part of his plan and how to uh, make it through, uh, make it even more difficult for Anakin to uh, get into the head of... Uh, uh, of Palpatine, sorry, uh, Palpatine to get into Anakin's head, but then to split them apart, but also still as a as a senator, um, Palpatine, and then ultimately the Chancellor, um, still playing both sides, of course, and how masterfully was it that uh, that role, as always. Yeah, the villain's always the most fun. Yes, yeah, <laughs> those jerks. Villains <laughs> <Those> are jerks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I, he just—he's so it irritates me how good he is yes. at being yeah. so destructive of <laughs> everything that they have built and and tried to keep you know, keep moving in, in in the direction that they intended and he's just like, No. No. We're gonna do it this way. I'm gonna plant some seeds here. I'm gonna pull some strings there. Yeah. And guess what?
1: I'm going to come out on top. So, Pat, did you want to speak about the Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we um, – I, like I had
2: mentioned on It's True, All of It, uh, the impact of the films is so much enriched by the content in the Clone Wars. And I had seen probably three, maybe four seasons of, this, ...of the show by the time I got you involved. <laughs> I dragged you kicking and screaming into a cartoon about Star Wars. Yes. And he resisted. He did. Oh, um, In fact, we sat down to watch, and um, in his defense, it had been a long day or whatever. And um, about half the way through, I looked over... <laughs> It never gets old. It never gets old. I look over, and he's, like, snoozing. (laughs) And I was like, well, I've been watching a show, so I don't know how long he's been asleep. And um, so then, you know, it was was the movie. It was, like, the four-episode movie. And um, so when that finished, he heard the, like, end credits music (laughs) and woke up. And I was like, how was it? And uh, he's like, oh, it was... Good. I'm like you're totally asleep. <laughs> and um so, so yeah, after that, um, he gave it another try, another another try. And um, and now he's seen the latest episode before I have, which only brings us to the conclusion that the student has become the master. But um, in terms of the um, the content of the show it's 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 been fantastic for the character Mm. because you like like um like both dale and mike were saying that it's um it's a lot of content to throw into two hours when you're making a movie yeah and something has to be sacrificed and in in most cases it's strong character development
0: you know, yeah, that's that's really true, because uh, especially for uh, Revenge of the Sith, apparently the timeline is about three months, what we see in that movie. That's how long that goes on for. So having now that we're getting very close to it and it's exciting with the new Clone Wars episodes, we're getting to see this full story. And whereas before, you just assume it's happening in a matter of two days or something. Uh, but, yeah, it is quite a, a lengthy bit of time. And you can tell from you know, from the beginning, from uh, Padme, Padme's sort of early, sort of first trimester to quite pregnant. Mm. Yeah. Um, that time has passed. That's the only real indicator. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was so happy that The Clone Wars came out because we had, um, we had Sir Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan, and then we had Ewan McGregor. and Now we have James Arnold with his voice, a lovely voice, and he. I felt that he did a really good service to the character of obi-wan and we had an opportunity to really learn about him because i honestly feel like phantom menace it wasn't obi-wan wasn't much in there it was about qui-gon's story anakin's story attack of the clones he's obi-wan's just investigating um anakin's developing his relationship with padme we're seeing his um personality and then in revenge of the sith everything's just wrapping up so It was an opportunity to really see what actually happened in his life and the things that we'll talk about soon as we go on through the Clone Wars in this um, part two on your episode, uh, that um, why was Ben Kenobi so bitter and old? And we we can find out through the Clone Wars. He's Mm -hmm. been through so much. Mm -hmm. The end of the Jedi Order, and there's so many things that we'll talk about soon.
2: Very true. And uh, James Arnold Taylor really has—he's he has he's got, he's, he's got a very special place in our Star Wars hearts, and um, and he's—he's just—he's as an actor, he's fantastic mm-hmm. and immensely talented, and as a person, he's good. Yes. He's a good person, and he's yep. genuine, and mm-hmm. he cares about fans and. And the experience, he, uh, the, the, we had seen him at Star Wars weekends at mm-hmm. Disney. He was the the host of the weekends. 2015, um, right? Was that
1: 2015?
2: Well, when 2015 we 2015 was yeah. when yeah yeah. So I had mm-hmm. seen his one man show that he did uh, in the evenings of Star Wars weekends, and it was about an hour to an hour and a half of just him. Um, and i could have sat there for four or five hours It was he was that entertaining and that 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 gracious the host so uh so then when the two of us went i said oh we got to see his his one-man show and he's like "Ah, oh, the voice of obi-wan oh, okay i guess <laughs> um you know and we you know we're waiting in a line remember the line oh, that yeah. was wrapped around yeah yeah so we're in the line to get you know the seats in the um in the big auditorium that they, um, the uh, amphitheater yep. that they had for uh, they do a Beauty and the Beast thing on normal days, uh, but Star <laughs> Wars time, it's it's like the Star Wars stage. Star Wars. Time. So, um, so you know, he came out and just did his show with such exuberance and and just you know was a home run for me again uh, a second time and. <laughs> For you as well and since then it's just been like uh James James he's he's, he's our, tough yeah he's our
1: yeah we love would, would, love, would it be uh, would it be fair to say that James uh,
0: likes being Obi-Wan a little bit more than Alec Guinness did 100%
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> totally agree with that 100% agree with that
0: yeah I, I'm going back to James Arnold uh like I remember seeing something on YouTube when he was uh, talking about how he does each different voice, and he's oh, it's just a bit of a tone. You just, he's amazing, right? Yes. Like, uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and obviously he does play a coon. I always found um, they're quite similar those voices anyway, because then he's just got his mouth covered up. Yes, yeah. and by the way, you guys are so lucky having them to re- introduce your show. <laughs> did you just ask him? I can't, well, I said that on your show. I just can't remember.
1: Yeah, we've well, uh, it's. Uh, we're at Tampa, uh, Tampa Comic-Con. Well, yeah. we, we have we have a bit of a long game going. That's true. And, true.
2: <laughs> and he's a part of it.
1: Yes. <laughs> it has to do with him coming over for supper, <laughs> regaling us with stories. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and He does follow us on Twitter now. He did follow us um, after our um, CalusaCon post. Uh, he enjoyed that. Ooh. So that's fantastic. So we're getting there. <laughs> um, but, um, my family and I, we attended, uh, Tapa Comic-Con, uh, last summer and he was there and unbeknownst to Pat, but known to me, I had 100% planned to, uh, he was doing audio recordings. So obviously for a price, uh, he was, you know, you'd go up to him and, and he would record something for you. And, um, so it was a transaction, but the moment that I spoke to him, his, his demeanor was like a person. He had he was interested in what I was talking to him about. I was ex, as expedient as I could be because I, you know, I was trying to be cognizant of his time. Now, there wasn't 50,000 people behind me, so he had the time to spend. So he did. I, I explained what we did. And he goes, oh, Star Wars podcast. That's great. What do you guys do? This and that. And he had a podcast, and I told him that we had watched all of his YouTube videos. And he, he said, thank you. And I said, we'd just love you to introduce the Conversations podcast as Obi-Wan. He goes, absolutely. So he took the card. He read it. And so then he did about six takes, I took my phone <laughs> and was just doing, he did Plo Koon, he did Obi-Wan, he did The Force is Strong With, and he was like, oh, I like saying conversations. And like, he just kept on going and he had my phone. I'm just standing there watching him in, like interact with my phone. He goes, I should stop now. And he goes, I'm sorry, I just kept going and gave my phone back. He said, believe me, that is okay. You are totally fine doing that. Um, but yes, he was gracious. Um, it was fantastic. That's a great story. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, i got to admit. Oh, oh go ahead. I was just gonna say, just uh, talking about that, like um, when I was interviewing Mike Queen, I go, oh, you know, do you mind saying this? He's like, sure, and he did the same thing, like take one, take two, take yeah, three, yeah, <laughs> And then I go, can you try this one? He goes, yeah, and he's just writing it down to get it right because it was Scott cord and he's done a few takes.
1: Yeah, it's, that's so. It's good. great
0: that they take the time. They yes. probably love it. Yeah. So,
2: so this event took place, and uh, I was working, um, and I get a photo from this fine gentleman. And um, it is a photo from like 80 yards away of James Arnold Taylor's like autograph area. And he's like, ah, James is here, but I wasn't able to get an autograph. Some nonsense like that, which, you know, granted we already had the autograph and the photo and all that. Okay, fine, whatever. But you were there, he was there, and I was not. So immediately, I'm um, ticked off. Yes. And uh, and then, of course, this guy doesn't even get an autograph. A second autograph that we... just. I mean, we don't need a second autograph. But anyway, I was... I, <laughs> I, was, I was ticked off at that. And then... Because, um, like, you at least have to say hi to James. He's James. And uh, so then... He, he he lets me boil a little bit because that's what he does and then and then he sends me the audio and i'm like okay what's this so i go in the break room and press play and i think i listened to it for like 20 minutes everyone's like knocking on the door and making sure i'm okay and i'm like yes i'm the, this is the greatest day of my life um but yeah so so that's the tail end of that story <laughs>
0: Yeah, you guys have to have him on the show.
1: We've it's asked; kind
2: of it's part of the plan. It's We've asked; it's part of the plan. It's
1: part of the plan. <laughs> We're working our way towards it. Um, yeah. Now I, social I, media pressure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let's get let's get the campaign. Let's get it going. Hashtag JAT uh, on conversations. Let's get it going. Um, now, uh, Mike, I believe you're you're on um, Instagram more often, correct? Yeah, yeah. I had you know, I took a break for a few days but
0: now i'm back i'm on instagram now with uh it's true all of it exactly 33.
1: exactly so i've been following that and liking your stuff and um james is very uh, active on instagram so we follow oh. him and uh in the past week james and you're going to see how i'm going to bring all this back to obi-wan here um james yeah. has been posting childhood drawings that he found while in quarantine and doing cleanup and he's oh, okay. posted Uh, Star Wars drawings that he did when he was 10 they are absolutely fantastic and I think that's where the passion for Obi-Wan comes from. I think beyond the fact Mm. that he's a professional, beyond the fact Mm. that he was a fantastic voice actor and and brings so much life to different characters, that lifelong fandom of Star Wars gives him the ability to uh, channel both uh, Ewan McGregor and Sir Alec Guinness, and uh, during the the one-man show that Pat was talking about in Orlando, he uh, he had the um, you my brother Anakin the 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 finale from this uh, Revenge of the Sith playing behind him with no audio, and he was doing the vocals of Obi Wan, and it was absolutely spine tingling. It was absolutely perfect, and how he did that it was but. Again, that comes from the passion that he has for the character. And that completely comes through not just the lines that he's reading, but the intonation and the passion and the, and the, the understanding and the belief behind those lines. And that's what makes the Clone Wars so integral as a part of the uh, Star Wars uh, saga.
0: Yeah, I feel... Um maybe he's possibly underrated as a obi-wan character because people more of the population i'm guessing would watch the movies or know obi-wan from those forms um and not a lot of pe- not everyone's into animated uh, star wars but you're right just hearing that story that's that's no wonder and it's it's also the fact that he has a lot of adventures he's the one who gets a development of the character of obi-wan kenobi backstories as i mentioned before um him talking to anyone and can um on their first trip together to mandalore say so i've been here with uh qui-gon before and i had a relationship with sateen uh and yeah even and in the time between um attack of the clones and revenge of the sith um like another example is uh when we see him in phantom menace and he kills darth maul later do we find out because darth maul is so rich of energy anger and hate he survives through that from his training from his master and getting those spider legs and you know going crazy if i had spider legs on the bottom i'd be going nuts um and then some crazy weird snake talking to savage to find his brother <laughs> and then he just savage just killing that snake yeah <laughs> so funny. it's so weird but it was uh, i don't know how people all took it but i thought how cool but um darth Maul having that wanting that revenge because he obi-wan killed him or attempted to kill him and then yeah and then the first instance he actually goes to take on um, Darth Maul, Darth Maul's with his brother Savage, Obi-Wan has, I'm pretty sure I've got this right, I hope I, ha- I, hope I have, and if I haven't, please, listeners, tell me. It's the uh, other Jedi, Adi Gallia, and I might not have said it right. I'm not sure if that was the right okay. character because I didn't double-check and research, but um, it, she gets killed from Darth Maul. So he's seeing somebody that... He knows this is the sort of, in a way, the early days when Jedis are getting killed and murdered during the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's then he's having to, later on in another episode, team up with Arj Ventress, when Arj Ventress is another Jedi that's gone to the Mm -hmm. dark side, but then getting out of the dark side through her um, problems that she had with Dooku, Dooku, uh, dumping her out in space and just leaving there for dead and then her getting Savage to try and kill Dooku and then <laughs> Savage going his own way but then you get this whole uh o- Obi-Wan stuck on that ship with uh with Darth Maul and Savage are taking him away to get their revenge yeah. and then um he's like hey let's team up together or <laughs> they team up together and he's red's not my collar <laughs> and um he's having to He's having to do these things that he's a good boy, you know. He's a good boy by the book, but he's doing things that are not because it's the, the Clone Wars and the. You sh- f- fan, whoops! Oh no, I swore on the <laughs> podcast. Um, and that's where we get to learn and discover more about this character of um, Obi Wan, and that's one of the reasons why I've always loved the Clone Wars. It's not every episode I've loved, but it's been. Um, m- the ep- definitely the episodes with Obi-Wan on his adventures, which is what I originally wanted to see in the um, uh, prequel trilogy, but we can't because we don't have much time. But like Pat was mentioning in our episode in part one of It's True All of It for Obi-Wan, um, yeah, Obi-Wan's beautiful relationship that he he, he deeply loves it. You can, you can feel it and see it. He's trying to save her from the clutches enemies of Darth Maul and Darth Maul taking ahead of the crime, crime syndicate now in Mandalore. And rather than Darth Maul, like Savage just saying to Darth Maul, should we kill him now, brother? No, we're in pain. He's just killed his lover. And Satine, in a dying word, saying, I've always loved you, Obi-Wan. And I would never have dreamed that Obi-Wan would have had a relationship first watching the prequels and him obviously telling Anakin off. But seeing those things Happening in the Clone Wars makes more sense um, when we see him in Revenge of the Sith. He sort of knew what was going on between his secret mm-hmm. relationship with Padme, and he's not said anything because um, I suppose he sort of understands.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he, I think not only does he understand the desire for that interpersonal relationship, but at the same time, um, as with any enemy they like to get to you through your loved ones yeah and that's another reason for him you know with Anakin to kind of say be careful with this because like me it could come back around to bite you and Mm -hmm. and and that person was you know Satine was only killed to get to Obi-Wan, which is which is which is awful for for, yeah.
1: for him and for her, but that's Maul. So there we go. So we have the Clone Wars and then transitioning into um, Revenge of the Sith and uh, what transpires there, and and even from the opening sequence of where, uh, which is a fantastic space battle um, that's going on, um, you see again the playfulness. And I guess the, the comfort level with Anakin and uh, Obi Wan at that point, uh, understanding almost now being able to read each other, and you see that relationship has sort of matured to a point where they understand what needs to be done. Um, whereas, you know, Anakin will still take those chances. It's almost as if uh, Obi Wan's able to anticipate them at this point, and really <laughs> making a, a, a fantastic combination. Um, for uh, Master and Apprentice for as much as, you know, uh, Anakin doesn't want to be that apprentice, um, you know, uh, Obi-Wan still being the general and uh, sort of understanding the overall field. Uh, It's a fascinating transformation, especially if you look back into Master and Apprentice and you fast forward it through. But uh, this, Revenge of the Sith is, uh, you know, forgiving the end of it, of course, is probably my favorite Gelling of those two characters and how they actually are able Mm -hmm. to work with each other. Uh, And it's it's a joy to see because you can see that they have that playfulness, they have that understanding, they have the ability, they know each other, they can read each other. For as many different ways of actually making it work, they can still get it to work and uh, it's it's a comfort level that's really uh, obviously the tragedy of the end, uh, but Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. that ultimately is what is going to be the uh, the downfall it still doesn't take away from how wonderful the relationship is at the start of this movie uh, i don't know i
0: think you're taking that a bit too far like because <laughs> if i had a really great relationship i wouldn't leave someone limbless burning on hot coals but you know i don't know maybe maybe you have a different kind of friendships <laughs> how do That's you defend that, that for universe (laughs) (laughs) i I can help you there charles looks like you're lost for words for a minute look okay (laughs) obi-wan and and anakin at the beginning of the revenge of the sith we get to see them flying in together flying into battle obi-wan loses his droid he owned a droid r4 p17 and he gets a new droid r4 g4 now you're probably going to ask me the question he never I don't remember owning a droid, Sir Alec Guinness, who had no passion for Obi Wan character, who was probably didn't have any background of Star Wars and didn't grow up. But look, I'm gonna—is that do you, I'm gonna say that um, look, he. he had a droid in his jedi starfighter anakin was the one who was attached to r2 r2's got feelings obi-wan you know <laughs> he's just a droid and can remember when they're all fighting in the yes. beginning so yeah. there's a good character development and friendship there it's just the part you're talking about dal is when things turn sour <laughs> come on man like he's limbless. he's he's burning put him out of his misery come on it's not the jedi way Oh yeah, he's not the Jedi way to cut off your Padawan's legs either. No, but <laughs> he's beat through a lot, you know. Darth Maul's killed his girlfriend, I think. But I, don't
1: know, I reckon Obi Wan's a bit of a—he's a bit shady. Like he, he's prone to some lies. Now, you know. let's let's think back to when Obi Wan interacted with Maul. So, you know, I should have aimed for the neck. Um, was the first thing he said about uh, when he came back, of course. Now, oh, yeah. had had Perfect. Maul not fallen down the um, guaranteed come back <laughs> to life tunnel, um, what do you guaranteed think? Guaranteed come back to life tunnel. <laughs> it doesn't you know exactly, it, yeah, it doesn't and exactly roll off the tongue, but you know.
2: <laughs> Is that the same one that Palpatine went yes. down? Yes, yes, it's by the same oh. manufacturer.
1: Yeah, L T O. No, um, so but, <laughs> but now, no. do you think? What do you think? If Maul did not fall down that tunnel in uh, on um, Naboo, Naboo, do you think that the demise of Maul would have been final? And do you think it would have been as uh, not crass, but as like, you know, as by the book as Obi Wan did? I mean, yeah, Obi Wan left Anakin for dead. He took his lightsaber. He didn't expect him to live, but he left them there. But he was the ultimate turn. He, he, there was no saving him at that point. Maul was already way gone into, mm-hmm. the, into the dark side. So I see a correlation between those two points where, you know what, we have one character on one end who's already a Sith. And we have another character who was his brother. I agree that that's an un- unfortunate turn, but was steps away from being a Sith. And he had seen the entire... Uh, light in him and the the light side fall away from Anakin he had almost basically the two same characters at his feet uh, in the same instances and I don't think that the relationship between um, Anakin and Obi-Wan could have saved and it didn't clearly um, save Anakin and therefore why would Obi-Wan save him from his ultimate well obviously transformation to Vader but he wasn't going to save him for his life he wasn't going to take him back and try to bring him back to the light
2: especially after seeing um, the way he treated Padme, Mm. when um, you know, he was willing to do anything and everything for her, even you know, defy the Jedi Order and all that, to be with her, to almost take revenge on her for being there with Obi-Wan. You know, she you know she was there with obi-wan yes but but to you know accuse her of of being with him or or having brought him and to treat her of all people that way, and then of course treat obi-wan you know in a, a dual death um i think I think at that point he knew no matter what he's not coming back from this
1: mm. mm.
2: So let's cut off his limbs. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and let's pick up that lightsaber, and then twenty years from now,
1: oh, your father wanted you to have this.
0: No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't.
1: <laughs> well, you're one hundred percent right. There is that the you know that's the yeah. the way um, Tatooine Obi Wan Kenobi dealt with. Um, Truths and half truths, or stories that he needed to inspire or change courses of uh person of, of characters at that point, but totally agree with you on that. And I also agree too that you make a great point like it's he just cut off his arms and legs, he warned them though. I have the I high did. ground, he warned them, but well, uh... I always
0: find I feel better if I warn someone first. <laughs> <laughs> I got <the> high
1: ground. <laughs> It's the Jedi way, right?
0: Well, it, it, it alleviates my conscience. There you go.
1: Hey, I warned them. Look, I sent a letter. <laughs> oh man.
2: i I only
0: looked at it. You know, it's interesting too. Like um, when he is, when he does uh, meet up again with um, Vader, who he calls Vader, not Anakin. Um, strike me down, and I shall become more powerful than you possibly. Imagine. No, you won't. <laughs> but he does. Do well, it he did because of Qui Gon. <laughs> he just uh, into a stupid, stupid shimmering blue ghost. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, You don't want to
2: know the real truth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's still trying to one up Anakin at the end. Yes. You know, from back, mighty, it's like, oh, okay, great, yeah. He was just warning him again, this time he couldn't cut off his limb, I guess, at that point. Uh, I've, I've, I've been a Force ghost longer than you, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. But Whatever. from... If you look at then... Okay, so we've talked about the very beginning of Revenge of the Sith, and then with the very end. In between, mm. um, we've had probably where, uh, the awareness that, um, Obi-Wan had that Anakin was um, in his relationship with Padme, as it's alluded to in, in the Clone Wars, and the, uh, the understanding that something, you know, un-Jedi-like was going on. And do you think that at this, this type of, uh, you know, uh, transgression was part of the larger arc that allowed... Obi-Wan to get to the point like you were saying Dale where at the end the turn is complete. Here's all this evidence being stacked against Anakin. Uh, there's so much that I can't pull back or the Jedi Order can't pull back that it became uh, inevitable that at that last point there was no return for Anakin and uh, you know Obi-Wan being at that point's like you know what playing by the book knowing his character at that point there was no there was no other alternative but to, well, like you said, mm. put him out of his misery or leave him for dead and to to his own. Uh, what do you guys think of that?
0: Well, I, I think he thinks that, um, in you know, to be serious, I think he thinks that Anakin's dead anyway. Mm. So what's lying there on the hot coals is not Anakin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think, I mean, they're out in there in lava. lava. Mm. Could he have actually gotten close enough to him to uh, kill him? Of maybe, maybe he could have thrown his lightsaber and just stabbed him to put him out of, out of his misery. But yeah. it, he couldn't, like, really walk close enough on the hot coals and the lava. They, know. There's this thing. It's called the
1: Force. <laughs> <laughs> force push he, he or might. force pull? Guess
0: what? <laughs> He's like a magic fan- Lava still kills. So that's fantastic.
2: The force works. Well, uh, you think he's gonna go back to to when he was Jedi Jesus and and walk on lava? <laughs> is that what the plan was? Uh, I'm unclear. Hey,
0: talking about Jedi Jesus, um, I don't know if you ever seen somebody put, put a mock, mockery uh, trailer of um, Obi One, like, and he's out in the desert. It's you and McGregor, but it's from that oh, yes. movie where he is Last Jesus in the he's... desert. Oh wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's so funny because I saw that movie. Because yes, I watch nearly every movie that all the Star Wars actors have been in. I'll just yeah randomly yeah that looks good. I'll just randomly watch it and i yeah. I know what's going on. <laughs> so anyway,
2: <laughs> that's why I watched Doctor Sleep. There you go. Get it.
0: Yeah, totally good movie. Oh, too. I haven't seen it yet, so no no spoilers please. It's worth it. It's a good one.
1: It is underrated. Underrated movie. It's it's good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. I think we've got. Uh, where Obi-Wan has come to uh, come from, and uh, we know where he ended up in uh, *A New Hope*, and we're going to talk about uh, after our break. We're going to talk about the *Kenobi* series that is uh, hopefully coming soon um, on Disney Plus. Uh, but before that, we're going to take a break. But before our break, we're going to have a fantastic musical interlude.
0: Conversations. Yeah. it's a translation. It's a Star Wars nation. It's celebration. Yeah,
1: Fantastic. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Commander Standill, a word, please. Uh, yes, sir. Certainly, sir. Before we get to Endor, I have a very important question. Sir? Anything I can do, sir? What do you use for life insurance? From troopers to grand
0: admirals, we've all asked that question at some point, mostly before missions involving rebels. Imperial Direct Life Insurance is your answer. Oh, I use IDL, sir. Competitive rates. Great customer service.
1: But... Agents keep dying on missions. Imperial direct life insurance, eh? I'll have to look into them. Um,
0: sir, you may want the com of my most recent agent sooner than later. I see the Emperor coming.
2: Captain, you may start your landing on Endor. I'm sure you will do well, as I have foreseen the success of this mission.
0: Call IDL today before your next
1: mission. Rates increase proportionally to chances of death. All claims processing must be done in person after missions on the second day. Claim approved by Darth Vader. All right, and we're back, and um, so we're now going to get into what we could hope to see uh, in the Kenobi series. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run this around um, our four screen room here that I see in front of me, and I'm gonna start with uh, Mike, and. Um, Thinking about the Disney Plus series that's coming uh, for Kenobi, what's, what would you like to see um, uh, from that and how, like, how the character could, could progress?
0: Uh, this is always an interesting question when people ask me, what do you think? hope to see of this new movie or this? I try not to think about it too much at all because, um, number one, I don't sort of want to get disappointed. Number two, I just like to let it run its course and – I don't know. I I find it hard to imagine what I want to see of Obi-Wan. I've seen so much of him. Um, but if I had to think real hard, because I've read the comics, and this is the, these are now legends, because this is a comic series which was called Star Wars Ongoing. I think it was just called Star Wars. And there was a character, I can't remember his name, but he was like a Jedi, but he was dressed up as a uh, Tuscan Raider. And um, I'd love obi-wan to uh find that yes yeah
1: yeah. yeah pat's showing Finded us a picture him. of star wars uh, so legacy had,
0: yeah uh because there was a comic where obi-wan um interacted with him or discovered him and it, it's a just to show that yeah the jedi were killed off but some were all hiding this is a time, especially yeah, sp- yes, that's a guy. And I even got the yeah, yeah, I got legacy yeah, 150 years later where he just managed to survive, like doing a Darth Maul thing and becoming <laughs> Sith. And spoilers to all those that are not read the EU. But um, anyway, I that would be one element because then you can see some sort of action. I don't know what, I don't know what he'd be doing, but it'd be good to have him in there. Um, and that could be another story arc that leads into other things in the future. But I find it hard. What's he going to do? Is he just going to be stuck on Tatooine? Is he maybe some him training with Qui-Gon? His, mm. and, and some Liam Neeson voices or a voice yeah. close to that unique voice of how that training goes to become a force ghost. Because I can imagine now that, as we learned at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he um, realises, oh, Qui-Gon, what? They're all shocked about this whole Force ghost thing, becoming one with the Force, because they're probably, like Dale and I discussed in Master and Prentice, and Dale um, said that uh, they're not connected with the Force as much, being on the Jedi Council. They're all stuck in the bureaucracy and Mm. politics. So we now get a chance to realise, hey, he's been stuck on Tatooine for a good 20 years or so, but, oh, he's doing his training. So. Mm. I really don't know. It's because he's he's got to hide. He can't show he's a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So it's that's a really interesting question. I'm really curious what all you guys want to see and what you guys think. But I'm happy that Ewan's there and we get to yes. see this. Obviously delayed because of what's happening now. But anyway.
1: Dale, what do you think? What would you like to see uh, from the from the story? Yeah, well, I think, I believe they've
0: announced it's going to be six episodes. So whether they're short episodes like um, Amanda was, which that would bring it up to like a movie length. Um, Essentially what I want to see is, do you remember the holiday special? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, vaguely. A bad memory, a nightmare. Yep, yep. Clearly, very clearly. Um, Do you remember the the wonderful Be Arthur singing in the cantina? Oh, Oh, beautiful. Yes. So this is what I want to see. Like he's in isolation all day. But then he's got a slight drinking problem, as you would have after all the trauma he's been through. So he makes his way across the desert and he gets into that bar and has like a good old knees up and sing along with Bear Arthur. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it, yeah. And then he sort of stumbles home, sort of mumbling to himself about, you know, all these past mistakes.
1: And that's where you and see like, repeating TV. And that's where you get the whole the old hermit uh, name from. Uh, you can see this mumbling old guy in a, you know, dirty brown robe walking from the cantina back to some little hut somewhere. I could totally and see thing
0: it. And the Like why it really works, this concept is that all these lies he towels. It's just like alcohol abuse. His brain really is me, <laughs> and he's not quite certain. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, can I just say, I, I love the dichotomy here with how much Mike loves the character, and how much Dale seems to loathe the character. <laughs> he's like a bad mentor, he's like a drunkard, and he abuses his students. <laughs> Interesting take. <laughs> The truth <laughs> The truth, all of it. Um so uh I From guess, a certain point of view. what's that? From a certain point of view. From a certain yes. point of
1: view. <laughs> From his point of view. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or the carillion wines, one or the other. Yes, yes. Uh Charles, what do you hope to see? Well, um interesting, Dale, you said a certain point of view. Um my biggest hope for this series would be um to see and uh, you alluded to it as well mike as the uh the communing with um with qui-gon and while in isolation and in the certain point of view that the the um anthology book that came out which was the first star wars book that i finished started and finished beyond my youth at least um, not that I can't read, it's just I didn't finish it. Um, well, the, well, well, hey, listen, we talked about it. Remember, we were going to cover that in this episode, remember? remember?
2: Yes. Um, yes. You so, guys, he can totally
1: read now. Yeah. Uh, why does he have an Audible account? Oh, never mind. Um, so, uh, but no, The uh, in a certain point of view, uh, there's a story in there where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are talking and they're commuting, and it was a fantastically beautiful interaction with these two characters, and... Uh, as I've gotten older and become a father and all these different things, my affection for Qui-Gon has grown and in his role as a teacher and trying to uh, find that balance between good and, and bad and Jedi and what's better for people. Um, so my affection for him has grown a lot. So I, I really hope that there's going to be... Uh, certain parts of that story that are going to feature Qui-Gon, like you said, Mike, with his voice, you know, Liam Neeson is still mm. acting and still doing things. It, it could be an easy way. I mean, you know, he was in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. He was one of the voices. So I'm hoping really that was just an indication that uh, that could happen. And that, that would be my only ask would just, you know, uh, The Mandalorian has proven that you can take a simple story and make fantastic episodes with them and, and stretch it for eight episodes and each one is great in its own way. Uh, I totally find that that's going to happen with Obi-Wan. That would just be my little personal nugget that I'd like to have.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, as we've seen, Liam Neeson lent his voice for Rise of the Skywalker, and he has in some Clone Wars episodes Mm -hmm. when he was training Yoda how to be the Force ghost. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. And I also wouldn't um, be surprised if he didn't because he's not available or, you know, he's not paying him enough or whatever. (laughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and um, you know Disney Plus has proven that they can make a live action Star Wars show and mm. make it incredibly successful even with characters you've never even heard of
1: correct mm. that's so true very true to
2: to attach not only the Obi-Wan character but Ewan McGregor who's universally loved for the character um, is is a huge benefit to, to the Series and I think it's going to be a huge part of its success. So you know you you're, you already know it should be a successful project. So hopefully you know they, they could they could do something like that. What I want to see is um, is Obi Wan getting his carpenter on and building that Luke sized bassinet. <laughs> so that he can take him on his little blue milk runs and stuff. <laughs> no, I... I... I haven't seen Ewan McGregor in a role that I didn't love. Mm. Um, yeah. Even when he was bad in Angels and Demons. and I mean, mm-hmm. even when he was that character in Angels and Demons, you'll have to watch it to find out. Um... Uh, he still nailed it. And I'm yeah. being a Star Wars fan and a Ewan McGregor fan, I want to see more of him being fantastic in a Star Wars role.
0: Do we do yeah. we think that Obi Wan's gonna go off world? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm I mean it could be he could be doing some short runs. There could be some sort of mission or some investigation or something, or maybe he has to. It'll all be in the outer rim. But I, I'm to, curious he about can, that. Do a temple yeah. to steal something? Mm. Mm. A or something? Oh. I don't
1: know. Fascinating. <laughs> I don't, but I don't do know. But do
2: you know? Because <laughs> you're kind of dropping a couple nuggets here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No
0: spoilers, please. I think you're all I'm grateful that I'm not writing it.
2: <laughs> he goes off-world, finds a holocron, and then comes back. Oh, come and Luke got attacked and kidnapped by Jawas, and just it's bad news.
1: No, I, I think uh, I think Dale's leading down uh, to a, sort of a whirlwind date with B. Arthur, going to Canto Bite for a, a sort of a casino run.
2: Canto Bite. <laughs>
1: She's already dressed for the occasion. (laughs) She's campy. Exactly. Yeah, he's like. Oh man, what a mess. Yeah. Well, um, unless anybody else has any more uh, wants or wishes for Kenobi, I think we're uh, at the end of the episode here. Oh. Um. Real quick, he was also in like the
2: original Star Wars movies too. (laughs) Who? We we Obi Wan we seem to have like not done that. Oh well, yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, sir. Alec Guinness's uh, um, contributions. We didn't really talk about that, but yeah, just <laughs> I was just going to say finishing off with the you and like, um, yeah, he's he's played the character. He loves the character. He has passion for it. It's been more than twenty years now. So, and he's a wonderful actor. I can imagine he'll do the. He would love it. He'll do such a great job, just as James Arnold has. And uh, yeah, moving on to Sir Alec
1: Guinness. Yeah, good point.
0: (laughs) Has has anyone um, read those letters that were discovered online? Uh, Don't quote me, but I think it was uh, Alec Guinness writing to one of his contemporaries, like uh, Olivier or something, complaining about working on Star Wars. And um, it sort of talking trash about the cast, and it's, it's, yes. quite, it's quite funny. Oh, wow.
2: Yes, the, the, the language he uses is, is very, very British.
0: Oh, he's but, a total copy.
2: But not nice. <laughs> he, have, he has not nice things to say.
1: Yeah. It's quite amusing, nevertheless. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to talk about Sir Alec Guinness in, that, in the original trilogy – You've got a an actor who lends the weight and has the um, the screen presence to uh, you know deliver the lines, but also then deliver that believability very in a similar way that that um, uh, Christopher um, uh, Count Lee. Dooku uh, no not Christ- Lee. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee Walken. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Christopher Walken wow Christopher Walken Christopher Lee yes. Christopher Lee thank you um, <laughs> has that uh, that screen presence as well you just you can't help but uh, notice him and and in each scene. Mm-hmm. and for uh, for me, I saw when i was when I first saw the movies, uh, I saw obi-wan as this the ultimate jedi for as little as we knew about him at that point, right? He had mm-hmm. all this knowledge and uh, but still, it's a fascinating point that's been brought up tonight about how um, the you know it's you got this guy who's just you know far removed from a Jedi academy, far removed from the temples and all the different ways that Jedi were trained, you just sort of pick up this, this, um, this farm boy at, we knew at the time and took him on this adventure. And of course, uh, you know, um, got him into the, the Jedi way, but, uh, and of course helped along as, uh, as a Jedi ghost, but it's fascinating to think that how those, the screen time, which isn't, which isn't big, but huge parts in the story, and of course, important parts of the story has led to so much of the backfill that we've spent, you know, almost two hours between uh, It's True All of its show and our show tonight going through mm. and delving into those characters. It's absolutely stunning when you think about that.
0: Yeah, and Charles, it's interesting, too, you talk about um, Guinness's performance because he was the only actor ever nominated for an Academy Award in a Star Wars film. Ah,
1: That's true. Very true. Very true. Never again. Never. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. There we go. Hold out Hope. <laughs>
2: I have a feeling, though, that if he won for Star Wars, he probably
0: wouldn't have accepted <laughs> He'd be like, I no. think he would have said to someone else, darling, go and collect that, would you please? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Like> it, <yeah. laughs> I got a funny feeling I'm going to be busy that night.
2: It's not worth the time. The <laughs>
1: He's
2: so good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our little, uh, our original trilogy bit. Now we're, uh... <laughs> and then we hit that he was in Rise of Skywalker as a voice. So I think we're good. Yes. <laughs>
1: we have any other glaring omissions?
2: <laughs>
1: well, um, we'd like to thank you guys again for coming on. It was fantastic to get you guys, uh, come on with us. Uh, we love your podcast the creativity the fun that you guys have and the the guests that you have been able to uh speak to uh your adventures and your travels it's it's such and that's why we immediately loved it because you guys have such a wide range of star wars love that try you know transcends many of your different life pieces and when pat and i started conversations that's the way we approach it was because most of our conversations were conversations. It was always about Star Wars. And that's how our podcast became came to be was that we do cosplay, we do this, we do riffs, we do bits, we do all this stuff, and it's just, it's all encompassing and you guys are absolutely proof of that. And it's like brothers from another continent. It's absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. So where can uh, where can everybody find you guys? Can you uh, maybe run through your social media and and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you can follow
0: us on Twitter at it at it underscore war, and um, you can find us on uh, Instagram as it's true all of it thirty three, and just look up it's true all of it, and you'll find us on Facebook, and you can also find us on the email. Oh, sorry, Del. Oh, you can also find us on the email. It's true all of it thirty three at gmail com if you need to have those emails sent or if you want to send us something in with an audio file or whatever. But yeah.
1: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, that, uh, that about does it for us. You can find us at uh, on Twitter as well at, at Suations, on Facebook at uh at conversations. Uh, sorry facebook.com forward slash conversations you can find us on instagram as well at uh, instagram forward slash conversations uh, we also have an email as well a gmail it's so it's uh, conversations at gmail and we have a website okay. <laughs> conversations.com um, and uh, we've also recently launched our Spreadshirt uh, uh, store where we do some t-shirts uh, we have some original ideas that we put up there and uh, some of our uh, archive of uh, Luke Foolery and uh, hand drinks that we've uh, recently converted into t-shirts and um, we have, that's another way we just express ourselves and uh, you guys can look at that as well and they're actually in the show notes that you'll see here and we're going to link to you guys as well in our show notes so that people can find uh, your show and, and discover just how awesome you guys are as well. Thank you. Thank you guys. You're welcome and uh, with that. The force will be with
2: you always.
1: I have spoken.